Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. Alright, well welcome back to another episode of Footnotes. My name is Stephen Coppenrath. I'm one of the pastors here on staff and I'm here today with Pastor Chris Lewis. Hey. Hey Chris, welcome. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, just looking forward to talking about this really important week in the Christian calendar. Yeah. Um, Passion Week, Holy Week, and uh, thinking just even about some of the traditions that we hold dear during the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that there's there's personal things that we do that you know are always kind of just interesting. We we decorate eggs yeah, and yeah. hide them from our children <laughs> in really strange ways. And speaking of eggs, I mean even as a church organizationally, we've had yeah. some interesting traditions. We we've dumped out <laughs> eggs on on uh, on football fields too. So from and, from and you wore a bunny costume I in do. a helicopter, flying over the field. That yeah. was that was a highlight of Foothill Church. That was probably ten years ago, and that that video is somewhere. But that, that was that was actually the last time I was on a helicopter as well. Actually, have you ever been in a helicopter? I never have. Yeah. What was great about that is that Stephen wasn't wearing a bunny um, helmet like yeah. that covered his face. It was literally his face covered, you know, just like his face poking out with uh-huh. ears up and fuzziness around. His it's face. all true. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, was that so was great. an experience. It's just it's interesting how we kind of just stop and and you know, celebrate Easter in all kinds of ways. But, yeah. you know, so, I mean, going back to the egg thing. What, yeah. So what what do yeah. eggs have to do with Easter? Um, a couple of things. So so it, it's actually, nobody really knows quite where it came from, but from the Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. it probably has to do with the fact that it, during Lent, you would not eat, um, and you wouldn't eat meat, you wouldn't eat eggs, actually. Yeah. So because this is a farm and you don't go to the grocery store and get your eggs or things like that, uh, you'd be getting eggs every day, but you couldn't eat them. And so they would boil them right. to preserve them. And then they would that would save them until after Lent. And then for Easter, there's a tradition that says that what they would do is they would they would give them away to kids. And I think then that probably led to the hiding of them. Right. And then the like in some traditions, they colored them. I think it's an Eastern Orthodox tradition or somewhere in the Middle East that they actually color them red to be like the, you know, the, to represent Christ's blood. Mm. There's some traditions that look at the Easter egg as kind of being a symbol of the tomb and you crack it open and all this sort of, and life okay. is inside that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it, I think it also, I mentioned this in a, a sermon a few weeks ago that, you know, in some way there's a pagan root to this kind of fertility idea mm. mm-hmm. that, you know, what is spring? Spring is this time of life and growth and all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, there's some that say it really kind of Christians adopted something that would have been uh, used by by pagans, by non-Christians at the time to kind of celebrate fertility and, you know, eggs. And so <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it, either yeah. your kids are running around looking for symbols of fertility or they're running around <laughs> looking for uh, the symbols of, of Christ's death and resurrection. So obviously right. that's what we would prefer as Christians, but um, that's probably where it came from. Sure. There's probably yeah. there's probably a little bit of, of both of those in, in that world. I mean, we let our kids, do you yeah. guys? We, yeah, we, we, did, yeah. we did Easter egg hunts. Yeah. And, yep. uh, we didn't really do the Easter money thing at all. Uh, yeah, but but yeah. we but we did the Easter eggs yeah. and um, and that was that was fun for our kids. Yeah, that's, I mean that's totally a personal obviously choice as Christian parents. But same with us, we didn't do Easter. I'm sorry, uh, Easter Bunny, right? Or Santa Claus in the traditional way. Uh-huh. It was more of, and I mean I'm probably a Grinch for that, but. Uh, just we we talked about Saint Nicholas and yeah. we talked about Easter obviously explicitly, yeah. but yeah. Um, not the fictional characters of of that. It's it is funny though how things kind of progress because you think about the eggs and it's like at some point some probably you know 
grandpa or uncle or like you know the fun dad is like let's, let's hide, hide them, them. let's you know? hide them let's make it's it really harder difficult for, for the kids to find it and um yeah i was kind of sinister with that too because uh-huh. i would do i would hide them in really obvious places and then i'd like stick one or two in a tree and they were like my kids would be like <laughs> literally four years old. Can't. I, I can't get there dad you know? and then you just wait there <laughs> and just watch them like not be able to reach it that's so funny yeah i mean obviously this is a festive week in general but one of the things that um, you know, as we look at the Christian calendar, there's yeah. a lot of things that happen during this week in yeah. general that yeah. are important, that are that are kind of thought worthy. Mm-hmm. That, um, yeah, it's helpful to stop and think about, even just starting with Palm Sunday yesterday. And um, maybe Chris, just walk us through kind of Passion Week, Holy Week. What does yeah. this mean for us as Christians? Yeah, well, Holy Holy Week in the traditional in the in the Christian calendar, it's kind of these these four major events of of Palm Sunday, and then we sort of skip to Maundy Thursday then Good Friday, then Holy Saturday. Mm. Now, you don't find those in Scripture. That's something that the early church decided they were going to set in stone. And so each of those kind of has this, what's going on in the life of Jesus. Right. There's a great book, uh, Andreas Kostenberger and, um, and Justin Taylor. Uh, uh, Final Days of Jesus? Yeah, Final yeah. Days of Jesus. Yep. Well, they'll literally walk you day by day through. You know about that. And that's probably something we can even put in the notes. But it's it's a, uh, just, just walks you through each day. So, I mean, Palm Sunday, there's this triumphal entry. Mm. The next day is when he curses the fig tree as he's going right. in. And then he overturns the tables. I believe that's Monday. On Tuesday, he comes back and teaches. He keeps coming in and out of the temple until he finally leaves and he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. That's where we get, um, uh, or he actually has his, the disciples, talks about, mm. and, and you'll talk about this more later, but Maundy Thursday just yeah. being this idea of a mandate, a new commandment. Friday, of course, is his is his crucifixion. Saturday is this day of waiting. And yeah. and actually, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Easter is actually not considered part of Holy Week. Easter mm. is a standalone, mm. and, you know, I think rightly so. It kind of, it's not... Holy Week is about the passion of Christ. It's about the, yeah. the about the His willingly dying for for His people for their sins, and then of course we get the triumph of of Easter that that stands alone on the Christian calendar. Is and even though they, they obviously one moves into the other in the traditional sense, that's Holy Week, and then Easter stands alone. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I, I think about all those days, and I think sometimes as you know, passively, we can kind of just go through this week and and be a little bit more like, yeah, there's some important things that are happening each of these days. But I, I think like you, I grew up in a, a low church kind of background. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think about these, yeah. you know, high holy days or anything. But there is something really sweet and important and special about yeah. stopping to pause on these days. Yeah. There's a little bit of a probably age old even just conversation about like how important is it for Christians modern day to think about this stuff? Like yeah. where do you kind of land on that, Chris? You know, so there's a couple things I could say about this. All of us have kind of internal calendars that we mm. operate by. And most of us, it's kind of school, right? There's there's right. kind of this semester system that goes with, along with uh, American you know, tradition, and that's kind of how we think of our calendar and all that. I think the good thing about the high church tradition and even the church calendar tradition is it makes us stop and go, God is the one who's setting things in our calendar. Mm. And it makes us slow down. And I think it's a really good thing. So like, you know, we can, if you want to talk about this more later, but, you know, I feel like this is a good week. If you're not a family that's just always doing devotionals around your table or something like that, right. or you know, you, that, that's just not part of, of, of what you do. I think it, it is a good week 
Um, we used to have books that we would read to our kids during Holy Week. Uh, we would, we would, you know, for my own personal devotional time, I'd want to slow down mm. and kind of go and read through the passion narratives. I'd want to go to places in Scripture that talk about why Christ had to die in John and other places. So I just think, I think the importance of it is slowing down and letting the calendar that that sort of God has given to us. Uh, permeate our day to the extent we can. Obviously, many of us are going to work. We've, we, we, you've got, you've got the 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 circumstances surrounding just your 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 normal life. Mm-hmm. But boy, I think it's a good day. It's a good time to just sort of pause and reflect and remember why Christ died, His mm-hmm. willing death, His substitutionary atonement. His, mm-hmm. you know, that that God is accepting what Christ has done in our place on our behalf and. Surely we should we should be reflecting on that all the time, but this just gives us a prime opportunity to go, man. This is what was happening day by day in the life of Christ as yeah. we walk through this week. Yeah. yeah, kind of zooming back a little bit. Do you feel like that that posture should even be applied to other times of the year? Obviously, we just went through Advent a few mm-hmm. months back. I mean, just think about somebody in our church maybe who comes from a, just a very kind of low church, just regular, almost mm-hmm. like um, you know Calvary Chapel kind of background. Even nothing yeah. wrong with that. Just yeah. more of like yeah. there's not a whole lot of formality involved right. in it. Are there important other days that we should be aware of even? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's people that still, even in our tradition do, you know, observe Lent and, um, and what what is Lent? Lent is the, is the, is the 40 days. Um, if I think I'm saying this right, the prior to, uh, to, to Holy Week and Mm -hmm. the, and, and Easter. And it's, it's a time where, and this is where we even talked about, you know, they would preserve Easter eggs or the eggs for after Lent. And it's traditionally a time of kind of denying yourself something. It not not simply because, you know, Christians are woe is me. It's it's something that just it 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 reminds us of the suffering of Christ. It reminds us yeah. of of giving ourselves up for the sake of Christ. And anytime mm-hmm. we do that, when we when we give up something intentionally, so it could be a fast, it could be Lent, where I'm going to give mm-hmm. up, let's say, social media. Well, all the urge to do those things then are supposed to remind us, hey, you know, it is good that we're suffering. It's good that we're denying ourselves something. And so uh, there's that. I think there's, you know, churches observe Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So there's there's 50 days. Pentecost means 50 between Pentecost and Easter. And so, I'd, you know, you have to go back on the calendar and I'd right. have to look what day that was. But um that's a day of, of like, it's a day of harvest. Mm. It's a day of remembering the outpouring of the spirit. And I think even, even in, if you, if you take it out of like, what are the feasts in scripture? I mean, you know, Lent isn't talked about in scripture, uh, but, but we have things like Thanksgiving. We, we have obviously Christmas. Um, and I think when we, when we hit on those things, it's a really good time for us to kind of press pause and yeah. just go, Hey, it's a, this is, it's, it's good for us to to bring Christ into this moment and for us to to slow down remember you know God's in control of the calendar remember you know what these what these holidays if we are 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 meant to represent Thanksgiving for example right. I mean just how much how much can we just stop and just say thank you right. so so I think I think it is important for us to do that and I think there's some that would go hey we're not part of a high church liturgical you know traditional in that sense but uh, but there's all kinds of places in Scripture that we can mm-hmm. stop and pause and and let God sort of reset our calendar. We we do this right with New Year's. We we turn the new leaf. And we kind of go, okay, right. I wanna I wanna sort of 
Lord, what do you, what do you want to do different with me? That's all good stuff. When we when we let God kind of enter into our calendar and interrupt us, um, I think that's just really good for our for our faith. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. I I think about even just the the things around some of those days, especially those big holidays like Easter coming up this this week. Yeah, um, some of us in our church will have this big meal that you'll kind of stop the whole That's weekend right. and prepare. Yep. And, and, and in some ways we've kind of lost this sense of, you know, why do we do these big meals? And, yeah. and uh, yeah, traditionally it's not so much just so we could have a lot of food and plenty to feed everybody, but it's, there was um, some thoughtfulness included in each step of the meal that yeah. we would slow down mm-hmm. and think about the preparation think about the community that's involved, get people involved in that way. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a good reminder for us. Um, and looking forward to just even encouraging our church this week to, to be more thoughtful in that way. Yeah. One of the things, Stephen, I think that we can see, I think a lot of parents get intimidated by, I don't know my Bible. I don't know, you know what, well, first of all, you can go to the end of each gospel. Yeah. You can read about the passion of Christ. Um, you can read about his last week and, and whether, you know, you can do that at the dinner table. You can do that before your kids go to bed. I just remember, I remember when our kids were little and we would go put them to bed and we would pray with them before bed or things like that. Uh, we, we really, there, there was just something like, okay, this is Holy Week. This mm. is the week Jesus died. And so we would just in our prayers with them, almost be a reminder of Jesus, you died and thank you that you yeah. died. And just even mentioning that to help your kids feel the weight of, of that week. And then mm-hmm. the, you know, on Saturday, as you're putting to bed, thank right. you that today is a day of trust and waiting and, and we can't wait because tomorrow we get to celebrate that you rose from the dead. So I think, I think there's really simple, simple ways that you can celebrate this with your, with your family, whatever ages yeah. they are without feeling like, you know, I've got to present a sermon every day to my kids. I've got to have some really profound thought. My man, just the, mm. my, just the slowing down to remember is is a really good discipline. Yeah, that's a good word for me too. I'm just thinking about the the words we use with our family mm-hmm. during that week. Yeah, and leading up to Saturday and kind of almost like kind of holding on to that 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 last gift mm-hmm. of of Saturday. Hey, mm-hmm. Sunday's coming. Sunday's mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Um, praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, just even thinking a little bit about our church and the season, one of the things that we've even rolled out the last few weeks is is these invite cards yeah. and just kind of saying, hey, just reminding people, hey, especially during this year, people are more willing than ever yeah. to hear about church, to hear about God, to be confronted with some of these things that maybe they're not thinking about on a normal basis. So tell us about just how how we ought to be thinking about evangelism during this season yeah, a little that's bit. Good. How, that's do we, good. how do we reach out to our neighbors and our friends in a, in a unique way during Easter? Yeah, the the founder of my seminary, his name was Lewis Berry Chafer, and I've never forgotten. He he wrote in this book, I think it's called He That Is Spiritual, and he he basically said this. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. He said the problem with much of Christian evangelism isn't so much that we don't talk to people about God, but that we don't talk to God about people. Mm. And I think the first rule of evangelism is that we ought to be praying mm. for these people, right? Um, that can be, again, let's take it to the dinner table with, with you and your family. That's something that maybe leading up to Easter, uh, leading, you know, as we're thinking about this season of, you know, God, this next door neighbor that doesn't know you, will you give me an opportunity to invite them? Give me an opportunity to share the gospel Lord. open their heart, open their eyes, open their ears, just let them be receptive to this. And I think we just have to remember by God's grace in America right now, 
there is still a receptiveness to being invited to church. Mm. I think post-COVID, that's probably even more acute, mm-hmm. where people are like, man, I, I, I'm really desperate. Uh, I don't know where to turn. And when you hear little phrases like that, like, you know, I'm sick or I'm, you know, right now we're just going through a hard time. I mean, let those almost be cues as an invitation from God, like, hey, you know what? I, I go to this church and and I'd love to invite you to come on Easter Sunday or any time. But, uh, you know, we're having these services and just just looking and asking God to make you sensitive to those moments and then opening up doors of opportunity. Mm. Look, I mean, there's something to be said for the courage and the bravery of the person that goes and knocks on doors and just like, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Sure, yeah. Praise God for people yeah. like that. Uh, most people, that freaks them out, right? Right. <laughs> and, and most people want to do it in the context of a relationship. And so everybody listening to this has a relationship with, with people and, and unsafe people. Mm. Um, and so, again, you don't have to worry so much to, of I've always got to be talking to them about Jesus, but you should be thinking I've got to always be talking to Jesus about them. That's good. Yeah. And now, Lord, uh, because look, here's what we believe. We believe that it's God who draws people to, to Jesus. It's, it's Jesus that draws people. It's the spirit that draws people to the father. And so it's not up to my convincing powers. It's not up to how eloquent I can be. It's not, do I have all the answers to every argument? It's just, can I be faithful in this moment to when God opens up an opportunity to say, would you come, would you come with me? And, uh, I'd love you to be my guest on Sunday. And I just, I, you know, my experience and, and, and research says that there is a huge swath of people that have never gone to church, never never darken the door because nobody's ever invited them. Yeah. And so you think about that. I mean, think about how many people Foothill Church, if let's say every person that goes to Foothill Church uh, knows five non-Christian people, my gosh, that's 5,000, 5,500, whatever that is. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a huge that's number a huge of impact. people that don't know the Lord that that statistically speaking are people, there's a big group of them that would say yes if you just invited them. So pray and then ask God for the courage and the opportunity to to invite them to church. That's good. Yeah, That's a good reminder, man. Well, um, yeah, we're going to just wind this down right here, but I think just uh, for you who are listening, just to let you know, we're actually going to be releasing a few more podcasts this week. Uh, they'll be on Wednesday, and we'll talk more about Monday, Thursday, and then uh, Friday as well as we look towards a Good Friday. And yeah, um, if you, uh, obviously, we'd love to see everybody at Easter weekend um, yeah. at Foothill Church. Uh, good Friday service, 6 p.m. at the Baseline Campus, one service. Make mm-hmm. sure you get there early. Mm-hmm. It's going to be packed, yeah. and we're excited about um, just considering what Jesus did for us yeah. on a Good Friday. And then leading up to Easter Sunday, two services, 9 and 11 um, looking forward to celebrating that and, and also seeing Chris in his suit for the one to two times <laughs> each year. So, uh, yeah, Easter. And then usually, what is it? Mother's usually day, mother's day, mother's yeah, day is the other yeah. suit up day. So, um, if for anything else, uh, it's always good to see Chris in a suit. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. All right. You bet. All right. Well, we're out of time, but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Be sure to subscribe. And we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. And and you wore a bunny costume in a helicopter flying over the field.